Hello, hello, once again uh, to the Hungry Bleak podcast. Um, <laughs> I feel like this could have been actually two or three podcasts because I've been having a conversation with this gentleman for the longest time. I haven't seen him in quite a while. One of the uh, most genuine, um, talented, uh, incredible individuals that I can think of, truthfully. A um, few years ago few years ago, but like, I don't, I don't know, maybe about three years ago. So I, I guess that's a few. Uh, I, I was in the hospital for a while, came out, um, had a um, dialysis catheter in, in my chest. So I had a pouch hanging out of my chest and I had a tube in my neck and in my chest. I uh, still see the scar here, a little scar. And there's like two new scars on my chest. Uh, well, two new scars. This women fights every day or like battling zombies and nights and stuff like that. Uh, I already had a scar on my chest. So I had like two new ones. I got it removed. I was so happy. I was elated. I was in the park. I was having a great time because the hospital right next to the park. I was about to go into this restaurant and eat. I was so hungry. If you know, obviously, the hungry bleak. Antonio Pomares, I'm always hungry. Makes sense. So I was about to go into the the, uh, the, res the restaurant and I got a message um, on Facebook Messenger. Looked in there and it was this gentleman. Uh, and he was like, oh, my God, he, he he was apologizing to me. He was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know you were in the hospital. I was like, how are you doing? Are you all right? And everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, thanks, man. Great. It's fine. And I stood outside the restaurant for about two for about like, no, no, excuse me, maybe about 10, 15 minutes. So stood outside the, uh, the hospital, uh, excuse me, the restaurant. I didn't want to go in because I was just having this great conversation with him. And I could have went in and sat down and had food in front of me while I was texting and stuff like that. But I didn't. Uh, I, I was just so. Uh, uh, just elated and so grateful um, that there were people that were asking how I was and for him to not be on social media like that. And he saw it and he was like, oh my God, how are you doing? And, and again, to be apologetic to me, I'm like, no, don't worry about it. But thank you so very much for even checking on me like that. It was great. And we had a really great conversation. Um, there were people who checked up on me damn near every day. Some people offered to buy me groceries. Some people were sending me like PDF so I could read in the hospital. It, it was just great. Um, and this was one of the gentlemen who came out of nowhere, popped up like the like the uh, the, the superhero uh, uh, Grim Avenger, uh, just it, amazing person that he is. And seeing him at cons is uh, amazing. And I've missed that. This is another person that I miss at cons. It's great. But I'm so glad to have him here on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, gender fluid, non-binary folks. This is Chuck Collins. How you doing, man? Thank you so, so very much I, for being here, sir. That was that was like the, the like I, I I'm sitting here like tearing <laughs> up. <laughs> like I tried to give like the oh, most man. personal and like most impactful introductions that I can for people, and everybody tells mm -hmm. me, "Oh, I'm about to start crying," and then you bring me on screen. You can't do that. I'm like, no, this is I just this is. That. This is what, you know, this is what happened. But no, that was one of the best things possible, man. When, and I was at such a low point at, at, at that point. But I was just like, you know, I finally got inside of my chest. It's great. Then you popped up and I was like, damn. Yeah, that's another reason why I didn't want to go into the, into the restaurant was because I was like, damn. And I was having this really good conversation. And like, I felt like because at that point, because of um, everything that was happening to me and because of part of the illness that I had, I was like very emotional and I would cry at the drop of a hat. Mm hmm. And I was like, damn, I'm not going to be in there crying and messaging him and trying to order food. That whole combination oh, looks crazy. Man. That whole combination looks crazy. But 
it was so beneficial and I, I just appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you even being here on the show. I know you've got a million and one things going on. Love you got, <laughs> I mean, you got all these projects, you got the beards growing in. I'm digging the hat too. I'm digging that hat, man. Oh yeah. It's, it, it's funny. I just, like I said to you earlier, I, I was, I was outside. I went to go get a few things at the store and I kind of just stayed this way. I was like, Oh, I'm going on soon. I'm going to do this thing with you. So it was like, I'm just going to leave the hat on and everything but thank you this is and this is not a winter hat this is actually a summer hat and Ooh. i messed up when i went outside and i was like <laughs> yeah oh, i'm only going up the block and i was like my everything mm -hmm. was cold and i was like yep oh, them ears and, and 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 the back of your head yeah i know luckily i had i don't i had on everything else i had the, oh, on, I had the mask and everything was good but it was just this, this whole this it's it's made for the breeze to go through, mm -hmm. and I I just but I was like in such a rush, I just grabbed any hat like okay, I'm out. I need to go do this. <laughs> We've all been there, man. We've all been there. Yeah, so oh, today we're going to be talking about uh, two things. That one is a very recent uh, project that came out, which is awesome, which is leading into another project this weekend, uh, which is going to be um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, yes. We're, we're talking about Wanda and we're going to be talking about anime, which you are like this. You are the perfect person to talk about. I feel like I could sit under the learning tree and learn everything <laughs> as far as anime from you. And again, I didn't go to school for it. Uh, the, the terms that you use, what have you, but I'll, but I'll take it because I love learning about things. And I'm just, I, I love checking out anime and that's like that. So let's start with WandaVision. This yeah. was so different. Mm -hmm. Um taking these two characters that have kind of been like, as far as the MCU go, kind of been like almost like BC level characters. Right. Bringing, right. bringing them into the forefront, taking all the MCU lore that we've gotten, mm -hmm. giving them their own series, but turning it into a sitcom, well, excuse me, putting it in that sitcom format, but still giving you this, this feel of mm -hmm. the MCU. And you're not know where, you don't know where you're at the first three episodes then you're jumped right. into that what was your take on wandavision oh man i i absolutely loved it i thought them going the the sitcom route was totally up my alley because mm -hmm. me growing up you know my my companion was the television so <laughs> every and, and all, there, there was a, a twitter uh uh, thing that trend that was going around is like name four shows that you would use as your coping mechanism <laughs> if you ever if you were Wanda. Oh, and I think I used it was um, Good Times because mm -hmm. that's pretty much how I grew up. Right. Then there was um, then there was uh, I think it was Rock. You know, remember that old show? Charles Fox, S. Dutton. Yeah, yeah, Charles yes, S. Dutton. Yes, sir. Yeah. Rock. Yes. Um, and I think it was, oh, I forgot the other two, but like TV shows that were like, oh, wow, that's, that's like real Brooklyn stuff or whatever, or, or like mm -hmm. that, that inner city urban feel. But I was like, definitely would not have been as family friendly as the 1950s or the 1960s, the way they wanted it. But I did mm -hmm. grow up on those shows too. So like, you yeah. know, watching those on TV late at night or early in the morning, you know, you stay home from school, you see the monsters come on during the day and everything else. Yep. So like with the whole thing with Agatha, when her little song came on, I was like, oh, that's totally the monsters. Dude, that, that was but, so great. Yeah, that, that, that little, yeah, it, it definitely was the monsters, but 
like it was something that now today you could bop to that. You got yeah, this is oh this yeah, is, yeah. All this the is remixes that were coming out, yeah, they had oh, yeah, did, yes. did like a trap remix to it. Yes, I heard a yes. lo-fi remix to it. It was it was insane. I love it. It was, it was great. But um, yeah, I think I think that the show really started off. I, I I don't think I think it was very brave of them to take a, a nuanced way of telling the story outside of what you know MCU fans you know yeah. learn to to what they knew and love like. We're just going to start off with the superhero stuff, the origin story stuff, the, the cool interaction between the superheroes and everything else. But then putting you in the scene of this woman dealing with these, this traumatic, all these traumatic things that happened in her life. But the only way she can cope is by going to the things that she found, you know, some semblance of inner peace in, which was yeah. the TV shows she watched. It, mm-hmm. it, it reminded her of that peaceful time in her life. And even that time was all kinds of messed up because there was a revolution and all kinds of stuff happening in the streets. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. at home, at least she was with her family being peaceful and watching these shows. Yep. But um, to see that and and the way the show evolved, I thought it was I thought it was pretty brilliant. Um, I do have a few gripes about it as, as to the way it ended, but I'll, I'll we can get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, that, the... Like you were saying, yeah, like that was their safe space was yeah. being there. So, yeah, once you look out the window, saw the whole revolution, everything going on, then like, you know, to close the curtain and then put on the Dick Van Dyke show. Yep. Once it, yeah, it was. Yeah. Was Dick Van putting Dyke. that there, like, honestly, a, a lot of us can actually empathize with that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your safe space. Or even, like, you know, if home life wasn't too good and your parents are, you know, out there arguing, what have you, go in your room, you turn on your little TV because back then we didn't have these TVs. We had these little, it, it could literally be a box. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you was good with it. And you yep. and you would turn it on because there was no remote control. So you had to turn that knob, turn it on. And that's what you would do. It was mm-hmm. it, the way it really hit as far as grief. Mm-hmm. And showing the five stages without you maybe realizing at first it was the five stages, but then realizing yeah. that you were going through them with her mm-hmm. and how they yeah, definitely mix genres. And uh, you know what? Everybody who was on the show did a phenomenal job because these are people, again, who were kind of relegated to the back. And one of the p- people who was widely known as being someone in the back of scenes or not always being a star was Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, my first introduction to Catherine Hahn was um, Anchorman. <laughs> yeah. She's a lady, lady, <laughs> yes, and that and everything. And then um, she had she had a um, a limited series on HBO too. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, um, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, I, I yeah. do remember that. And that yeah. was daring because I didn't I because there were certain certainties where I was like, oh my god, no, 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 yeah, yeah, because no, my, it's Catherine my first... Hahn. Yeah, my, I think my first um, introduction to her was was Step Brothers <laughs> with oh, Will yeah, Ferrell yeah. and John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah. Oh my was, God, yeah. She played. Um, uh, I think Will, <laughs> Will Ferrell's character's brother's wife. Yes. Who was in love with John C. Riley because he punched him in the face because because the brother was such a douchebag. Yeah. And she fantasized about him, and then like all their like awkward love scenes. Yeah. Oh my I God. My favorite was when when she had the fantasy where they were in the woods and he was a centaur, and they were talking some weird like made up elven language. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my God. I totally, you know what? I think that's on Netflix. That might be happening. Yes. I'm going to go watch that again tonight. Yes. You know what? It's yes. funny because, like, I when the vision started and she was in it, and I, I have the DVD, I purposely watched it again just because yeah. I was like, because she's hilarious. But then I, I saw, yeah, and then I saw her in Anchorman and all these other movies and mm -hmm. everything. And I was just like, yeah, she was definitely, but it, it's funny because she's always had this, this awesome range of comedy and drama. Yes. Which like was perfect. Mm -hmm. Like there was, I don't think there could have been anybody else that could have been played Agatha Harkness. The no, way she did, you know? no. And, yeah. and she, yeah, she, she has had that range and to also, and she has that smile. Mm -hmm. She had, you could put her and Joker next to each other and I would be more terrified of her smile because her smile has range. And it's weird for your smile to have range, but it does. It can be playful, it can mm -hmm. be um, comedic, but it can also be sinister and sly and mischievous. And she did this perfectly. Absolutely. She yes. could have easily been a, a female Loki. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm -hmm. She could yeah. have easily been a female Loki. Absolutely. And Absolutely. she has. And you know, when they do finally show the stuff that you're not seeing, almost like an M Night Shyamalan kind of like reveal. Mm -hmm. Of right. oh, you didn't see these little moments, and seeing it, right. and her smile, and she's like, oh, and her facial expressions. This is this was she's already been in the game for decades, and she's been doing it. I love how the MCU will give someone who's been in it for decades, and kind of been you know like a character after plotting along, plotting along, and then we'll give them this huge spotlight. What what, what see you're talking about? Um, you're talking about her. I, I'm I'm more amped up to see if there's ever going to be a. a Dear White People reunion, because if you remember, um, what's her name? Oh my God, why can't I remember her name? Who plays Valkyrie? Tessa uh, Thompson. Oh my, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, and uh, Homegirl that played uh, Monica Rambo. The first uh, time I saw the Tiana both of Ferris. them, yes, the first time I saw the both of them was in Dear White People. I don't know if you remember that, the movie, oh, not the series. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I want to see both of them on screen again. Valkyrie and, and Monica Rambo come together and do something. If but, they um, do some kind of A Force movie nah, or series, something. I'm so down for that. I'm so yeah. down for that. You know, because I was like, I remember that was the first time I saw the, uh, what was her name again? The actress who plays Monica Rambo again? Oh, uh, 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 Tiana Paris. Tiana Paris. Yeah. First yeah. time I saw her was in Dear White People, and she was amazing. And I remember seeing her, I was like, why isn't she in more things? Mm hmm. And when that, when she was casted, I was like, "That is perfect." Well, Absolutely. she's in um, "If Beale Street Could Talk." Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. That's true. She's in there. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but but that's the thing. See, again, they, they these actors that are in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. I think before all this was told that his career was over. I mean, yeah, with, with Priest and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he did do some stuff that you know what have you. But then he did you know the Avengers movie didn't come on and he he showed it more and more and more and i and i love it he has a movie on amazon prime now yeah called uncle frank might be the yeah, name I, of it I, I, think it's, I think it's called uncle frank i think i saw it um i saw something for i haven't i haven't been on amazon prime in a minute um i've been on there a lot yeah. lately i've been on there yeah. lately <laughs> yeah i, I have <laughs> too much too much honestly oh man I, did, I go over there because they they have like all the the, the one-off little classic horror movies that that nobody's oh, ever yeah. heard of yeah, I'll, I'll and that. they've actually started doing free stuff on there too. Like you don't, you don't yeah. have to be an Amazon Prime started doing free stuff, which mm -hmm. is great. Like I think they have a side, um, a side streaming service because there's a streaming service that the all stuff that they have for free is on that streaming mm -hmm. services for free. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
if if I remember the name of it, like I'll actually send you a message and go like yeah, I'll yeah, end up going on my PlayStation or what have you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but giving these people, I mean, like giving everyone and Tiana Paris, mm-hmm. that episode, episode four, where I think the title of it is um something about in- interrupting. Um, we're sorry to interrupt your regular schedule yeah, program, so, like something like that. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We get the immediate return of someone after the blip Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the most chaotic place possible that you can do it in a hospital where everything else is happening people are already in surgery dying hospice what have you but then you're getting people back who maybe somebody was in surgery when they were blipped maybe Mm -hmm. somebody was giving birth to a child while they were blipped Mm -hmm. yep and it it, is so messed up because it's like it it finally answered the whole thing of like what if people were in the airplane and they got blipped were they gonna appear in the sky like what's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know how Mm -hmm. much of that i mean they haven't tackled that but i'm sure that's um that would have been a thing but yeah that was that was a very defining moment because um even the movies didn't show you that you saw Mm -hmm. the aftermath you saw the people like in counseling for you know people who were like trying to cope with the blip yeah. But you didn't see the actual comeback. They didn't tackle that in any way. They didn't, yes. you know, whatever. And I, I thought this was, and they saw it as a perfect opportunity to, like, you know, um, make mention of it. So, yeah, they they really, really went in. Um, I think I, I spent more time having fun of the what ifs of what could have happened, like, as far as, you know, the... the <laughs> Who's going to be the villain? Who's going to be doing this? Who's going to like looking at all the things in the background to see like, oh, what's that doing there? Like, why is this? And then, you know, trying to find out. And then at one point, (laughs) me and my girl were sitting there. I was like, maybe we should just enjoy the show instead of looking for rewind stuff. And like, yeah, it was was crazy. That's all me. I have stopped theorizing. If I heard, <laughs> if I had heard or seen Mephisto's name one more damn time, oh, man, I was all I was on the Mephisto train, man. I was watching YouTube videos like, <laughs> you know, like like top twenty Easter eggs you missed last episode. Yeah, Looper. Yeah, yeah, Looper or my other favorite, my favorite dude from England. Um, um, heavy spoilers. Oh, really? That's, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His his channel is off the hook. And he's he's got the dry English humor, which is oh, hilarious. it just makes it even better. Yeah, I was yeah. not. I I have come to the fact of not trying to figure anything out. I just want yeah. to enjoy the ride. I I want to enjoy mm-hmm. the story that you're trying to tell me. I'm not trying to figure it out. I don't want to know nothing. Like even with movies yeah. and stuff like that, I'll only watch one trailer. I won't watch. No, any, no, yeah, I'm actually I won't anything like that. Yeah. Well, well, because now yeah. trailers they show you too much. You're like, oh my gosh, oh stop, stop, yeah. stop, and I don't want that. So. I went into this, and even if you're looking at the trailer, like people were dissecting trailers, and I'm like, okay, let me just step back. Yeah, no, no. Dissecting trailers, it becomes too much because it's like you're seeing the same scene over and over and over again. And it's like, even with people like dissecting the the screenshots of the new Spider Man coming out. How are y'all doing and, that? How? I'm like, wait. So there's a sh- like, there's a, a shot where all three of them are looking into the distance, and there's a shadow standing over them. It's like, who is this? Well, according to the way that this shadow looks, it might be this character. I'm like, For no, real. no, y'all look, just no, stop, For real. stop, For real. stop. For real. Like, it's, it's at a certain point, I'm like, yeah. can we just watch it? So I was just sitting there watching it. I didn't care who was the villain at the point. I mean, we yeah. we know who the villain is and who the villain is mm-hmm. which makes it more interesting yeah um 
and how they went across different genres with the sitcom and the comedy and everyone that they kind of emulated too, which which is kind of cool. Like, oh, well, what what sitcom is that from? What sitcom is this from? Which is kind of cool. Like, that's something, uh, again, because growing up, like, we had those sitcoms where they're, a lot of them weren't like the ones that have no laugh track. Like, it's like they're trusting you to know what's funny. Right. Right. And I think, I think the, the, the one episode, I forgot what it was, where um, I think it was the fifth episode where Vision started to see everything for what it was. And yes. then um, Agatha came in and Vision said, I can't remember exactly what was said, but Vision said something. And then Agatha was kind of like, OK, should we start? And, and it was to see the break of her like ridiculous, crazy character mm-hmm. break and then just go into this whole serious face of like, okay, should we do this all over again? Like an actual, like it was an actual set. Yes. You know, and I saw that and I was yes. like, that that right there is 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 what you call not just good storytelling, but good acting. So yeah, the, that was that was cool. I, I like that a lot. Stuff like that that they did in there that was really, really, really amazing. Um, also, even with, with Monica Rambeau's character, like even her being in there as Geraldine, and then yes. seeing that slow progression, you know, mm-hmm. to the point where it wasn't it wasn't even like she came out of it and was like, oh, you know, um, I just I, now I know I'm in this this alternative universe and everything. And now I got to go and leave the, the, this thing. No, it just came back as like a simple memory that um, Wanda just just happened to. It was it was just a, a fuck up on her part. It was like. Oh shit! She knows about Ultron. How, how do you know about Ultron? I've never seen mm-hmm. you before. Like, it, and it broke that whole thing. And that's yeah. when you start to see like everything start to wash away. It's kind of like waking up from a dream. Yes. Like I don't know yeah, if you ever had that that yeah. that experience of like it's happened to me. But like where you see part whatever you're dreaming about starts to mend with reality as you're waking up. Yes. Yeah. It's yep. it's really weird. It's like how that happened, and they, and they captured that which was pretty cool because it went from Wanda being Wanda to like, just get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, and she just blasted her out of the whole thing, out of the hex. And it was, it was, it was pretty crazy, but yeah, a lot of things that they did like that was really, really cool. I, I think, I think it was, um, I think they, they were very brave to go with that um, aspect of story- storytelling, but I also think it paid off really well. And I, I would like to see more stuff like that in the future, not just from Marvel, but like, any other, you know, way of telling a story that that was that was pretty good. Yeah, I've I've for a while I've wanted I've wanted um, I'm, I'm, I mean Marvel uh, just because they're you know the bigger of the entities like right now mm-hmm. as far as movies like that. But I've wanted more of that different storytelling, different ways because there are so many different. I can go on my phone right now or my tablet and bring up comics that I that I read now that are just they're nothing like what you think they're going to be or they're different Mm -hmm. storytellers and not just necessarily superhero stuff, but just even like slice of life comics. I mean, uh, one great one is um, invincible, which they are doing because it's again, right. Where it started out as superhero, but then it became this slice of life that happened to be about a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. And just became like in my top three of superhero comics because it's amazing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that I've, I've, I've wanted Marvel for a minute to go to that, supernatural side mm-hmm. i want that yeah. darker edge um i wish they had kept on what was it they were supposed to do um ghost rider ghost rider to do for hulu 
Yeah, um, Hellstrom was mm, Hellstrom not what was, I expected. Was, it's not what I expected. I didn't hate it at all. Yeah, I I, I kind of liked um, Hellstrom um, because it felt a lot different than yeah the other stuff. Um, like it it, but, it honestly was darker, which is what I wanted. That darker yeah, supernatural side, I, I which is good. Yeah, like if if they could have taken honestly. If they really wanted to push the envelope, they put out more like R-rated movies. Like honestly, yes. I think if they really wanted to go crazy and ham with something like Venom, like I didn't hate Venom either. A lot of people had problems with it. A lot of people were like, "Oh, this is whack," and I didn't hate Venom. I mean, look, mm. the thing, the Venom itself is a symbiote introducing in the Spider-Man comics. It was goofy. It was literally a symbiote suit. That was that was built like Arnold Schwarzenegger and had a huge gaping maw. Mm-hmm. I mean, no amount of CGI would have would have saved that character design. Mm-hmm. Like I, people were like, you know, I don't like the way it looks. I'm like, how the hell do you want? It's a big gummy ass monster with a big mouth. Yeah, like so, there's there's honestly no way that anybody would have been it. totally happy. There, you know, like exactly, there. exactly. So, but then you know, I think they they had an opportunity to go the horror route and you know do like typical like uh body horror story where they could have they could have pushed the envelope a little bit on that um but it's like i think a movie like blade set that tone oh god yeah it set that tone already so, so it was, it's not high. like it wasn't there you mm-hmm. know and i think the last thing that we saw that was in the same that same dark tone was punisher because it was like it was so dark Mm-hmm. Punish people were dying left and right in there, and I was like, Jesus, this is. This, I don't know how y'all gonna connect this to the MCU, but the thing is, when mm-hmm. when you do look at the the range of the comics, you did have comics where Punisher was out here killing mobsters in brutal ways in the comics, and then the next issue they're teaming up with Spider Man and Power Pack, like you yeah. know, like, it's just yeah, it was such a big range of the way that they would do it in the comics. You can get away with that, but in the movies, I guess it's a little bit harder. But yeah. um, I think, and I think that's the reason why with Wanda, it was it was such a relief to see them break away from that thing. It's like it's it almost felt like the superhero and the powers were secondary to the storytelling. Yes, you know, thank it you. Was, yeah. It was secondary. It was in, mm-hmm. like I there was one part where um, you know Vision was trying to get back home, and they were in the car in the in that big van, yeah. and then Vision was having an interview, and he's like, oh, "What? Why am I doing this?" And he flew. Off, yes, yeah, and that it, that was hilarious, you, but so made so much sense. So much exactly, sense. and the thing is, it made so much sense. But then you, because you got so much into the characters, you actually forgot. Like, oh shit, yeah, Vision can fly. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Like, and yes. then you saw that scene, and it, it really brought you back to the fact that these are actual superheroes. Yeah, you know, um, or even seeing where uh, when you saw the superhero fight at the towards the end, the last episode where you went up against White Vision. Sorry, I don't mean to spoil it for nobody who saw it. No, they're fine. Don't it's worry. been it's been weeks. <laughs> they're right. They're they're fine. Don't worry about it. It's, it's been weeks, y'all. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a, I had a friend of mine a long time ago when Final Fantasy VII first dropped way back in the day, like like years and years ago, and um, she didn't play it um, the first year it came out, and then like I think something like two or three years down the line, me like we'd be in a group of friends and we'd be talking about like Final Fantasy and Sephiroth and everything else. And then she'd be like, I still haven't beat it yet. I'm like, it's been five no, years. No, no, like, no. I'm not, no, no. we're not going to do this. No, like, no, 
<laughs> not today. No, 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 not today. <laughs> I remember today. when the when the remake dropped <laughs> and, and I hit her up. She's, she's one of my best friends. It was like, and, and I hit her up and I was like, oh, you're going to get the remake? And then she was just like, yeah, yeah. You know, I never beat the other one. I said, I know. Now you can actually beat this one. And, and then she was like, yeah. She she was like, yeah. Oh. And, and, um, and, and I mean, to her credit, she was playing. She, she was a hardcore gamer back in the day. She was playing a whole bunch of different things. All right. You know what I'm saying? So she didn't. She, and, and, and to her defense, Final Fantasy is a very long game. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I get why you didn't fan. You know, she was in school at the time and everything else and all that. But, you know, I'm like, you know, it's been damn near 20 years. Like, your shit's going to get spoiled for you. Um, I don't, give, saying, I don't yes. care. And she's like, I know. I was like, yeah, just don't. If you're going to ask me, like, I haven't gotten to that point. I'm not. I'm not. Nope. You're going to hear all the spoilers in the world. This is what's going to happen. I mean, you know what? At that point, I'm like. I'm just going to probably email it to you too later on just to I make mean, sure that you read it. I mean, just because I'm going to be nasty and I'm going to be exactly, rude to you now. Exactly. I feel I'm you deserve this. You. I'm, I'm going to record I'm going to record my TV as I'm watching it and send you parts, the most important parts that give away everything. I'm going to send you all the plot twists. That's it. Like, as I'm, in fact, I'll live stream it to your phone That's, while I'm watching. Damn. <laughs> Diabolical. Damn, bro. No, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because like you know, you know, uh, camera gets yeah. screeners all the time, right? And so there are times where we've watched a bunch of different things. We didn't get one for Wanda, but there have been times we've watched, you know, certain things. And I I can't say nothing for like about a month. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, say, <laughs> I can't share nothing with nobody because you know I mean she has to. You know, they know that there's another person in the house, but I can't be saying nothing. Exactly. You know, yes, I, like, exactly. I remember I saw um, even Lovecraft Country. I already saw like half that whole series before it came on HBO. And I couldn't Dang. say nothing to nobody. That's the reason why when I was drawn, I, I did the fan art for, for Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. when it came out. He was like, how are you doing this after this? Like, no, I did them a while ago. I just couldn't. <laughs> I they, or you was doing it like that day, like damn exactly. man. They thought I did it like right after the show was finished, and you I was a like, monster. Nah. Exactly. I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I wouldn't say nothing, but I was just like, nah. I can't. I can't reveal how this happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The the thing that you were saying about um about Vision when he was sitting in the van, he was like, wait, like I I can fly. And he just flew off. Mm-hmm. It does show that their powers are secondary as far as story, but it does show how detailed they are too, because that was something that would have happened in because that was modeled that 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 those episodes were modeled after um uh extended family. No, no, um was that series with Ed O'Neill recently. Um, oh, um, um, uh, Modern Family. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, because it was like because that episode was modeled after that. Yeah. So and that and I've watched a few episodes of that, and that's something that one of the characters would have been like. They're having a conversation, like, "Wait, why am I doing this? Like, I can fly exactly. and just fly off." So yeah. that even that little detail of that storytelling, that crafting mm-hmm. of yes, this makes sense in this realm, in this in 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 that bubble when mm-hmm. they're doing that, that totally makes sense because if you were sitting at a table and someone was talking about how hungry, oh man, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry, and you're like. Wait, why am I sitting talking about a hunger? I have a sandwich, and you pull exactly. the sandwich out, out of your like, at, like out of your jacket, which I've done a, b- a bunch of times. Honestly, I honestly have pulled food out of my jacket. And people are like, where you get that from? I'm like, look, don't ask me about my business. Nobody, exactly. don't, don't, just don't, get into don't ask me what how I do what I do. You don't I've ask how. Time, I, I'm sorry, I've got Time Lord technology in this pocket. Look, I've got a whole you, refrigerator in here. This is none of your business. You don't ask <laughs> nature how the wind blows, so don't ask me where exactly. the sandwich came from. For real, like, don't because you'll. You, 
And matter of fact, you're not ready for these answers. So don't worry exactly. about you're it. Not, don't. You don't know. Yeah. Don't don't don't, don't ask a question <laughs> where you're not ready for the answer to. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but like little details like that just shows the crafting of it. It's just so amazing and just it was just so great. And then to have it slip from in that in the um the, the series finale or season finale, I don't know if they're gonna do a second one. Even if, if, if they do great, if they don't, I'm perfectly happy with that also. That's cool. Mm-hmm. How they had half of it was like a superhero battle with vision mm-hmm. versus white vision. And that mm-hmm. sounds so funny to say because the memes right. that started coming up about white vision, I was like, <laughs> black people are so quick. We are so quick. Yo, the quarantine has sharpened everyone's sense of humor, oh their God. technology skills, the creativity out there. We already know that we comedians, but now we really showing how funny we are. It's when they changed his name, when they changed his name to Vishon, bruh, I was done. The I turtleneck, could. the gold chain. <laughs> that I, and I don't know, I don't know who thought of it. Like when I saw that scene, I didn't think about that. I wasn't even thinking about it. Somebody paused. Somebody must have been like, like. I need to get a glass of water. I need yeah. to go to the bathroom and pause it at that point and came yeah. back and was like, yo, why he looked black and then made a meme out of it. Like, I, I wouldn't even have thought about that. <laughs> that pose like, is, he was like, was crazy. The first one I saw was he was standing with his hands on something. He was like, his hand is yeah. like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you hungry? Yeah, I want you to cook us up something. Exactly. I cried that night. I no, cried tears of favorite, joy. My <laughs> favorite was when, when they were tucking in the kids and somebody took uh, the scene with Wanda in the foreground and yes. him leaning on the door, but he's yes. got a cigarette and he's got like the the the, the um, do-rag on yes. and he's got the belt and he's thinking from the door. He says, oh. I know your mama told you it's time to, time for bed. Like, no, like, no chill, like, no chill none, whatsoever. None. I was like, I was done. No I was, but see, that's, that's oh the one God. thing that, that I do love because when, when it was the same thing with Game of Thrones, and like anytime that there's like some major thing, this like a, a series going on, black fe- black folks just take a liking to mm-hmm. all the memes come out. Like that's my yep. favorite thing about Twitter. Like yep. I'll, I'll wait until the episode is done <laughs> and I'll go on Twitter and I'll look at all the memes and I will sit there and laugh my ass off. It's just, and it's, you never it's have a time for me. No, you, you don't. No, no, they'll do it They'll be there that night. No, while it's airing, somebody yes. will make the meme. I'm like, oh wow. Oh, it, it's just so. I think I did one. I can't even remember what I said during Game of Thrones. It got it, it. I was like, "Why can't I get this from our artwork? This is crazy!" It got like up to like a, like two thousand reshares, and all. I was like, "Whoa!" They they was coming up with every. I was like, "Yo!" But Vashon, I was like, "Yo!" Vashon was, was really was so. How many from about nine months from now? How many Vashons are we gonna see? Oh wow! Yeah, for real. We're gonna see we gonna see a couple of them. That we're is. I was so mad. I was like, who? <laughs> and then somebody put um, forgot his name. Um, his jewel. Um, the little Uzi. Oh, little Uzi Vert. The little Yachty. I no, don't it was, know. It was, it was little the Uzi difference. Vert. I'm be honest with you. Yeah, yeah that, like like yeah, his jewel up here. I was like, I y'all just don't. And then somebody put a watch on him. Then somebody put rings. But that pose is like him just standing there like. I was like, yeah, exactly. I, I know with him just smiling. I was like, yeah, that is some black. That's some black shit right there. I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like, y'all don't. And black people don't. But that shows that we love something because yeah. sometimes we'll roast the ones that we love the most. Absolutely, yeah. So that's real love because if we don't like something, we ain't gonna talk about it at all. Like we'll praise, but we ain't gonna talk. But we like, oh, this is what. We, oh, we're. Oh, you got the new. Yep. The 
the new Jays. Oh, okay. Exactly. Right. Like we'll go like go in on it. So that shows yeah. up. I, I just want to see Paul Bettany's face. Like Black Twitter. What is exactly? No, that, that was that. Is it see, by Sean? Is, is this it by Sean? I, I I want I want I want. Um, oh my god. I want, and I'm gonna say it here. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell Cameron about it too. This, this is what we should, <laughs> we, sh- we should have a, a new segment in like either Nerdist or Fandango or one of these other major outlets or Buzzfeed. Mm-hmm. What they do is, it's uh, MCU or or anything, anything that's big at the time reaction to Black Twitter. Yeah, because <laughs> they have you know how yes. they have the ones where they have like the actors' reaction to you know, mean things people say on Twitter yeah. or thirst yeah, like, traps that they send on yeah. Twitter or something like that. Like, I want to see them and their reaction to to Black Twitter and what oh. they must say. <laughs> because I'm picturing him in like, in like the makeup and everything sitting there, his legs crossed and he's got like, you know, his phone and he's reading like, Vaish, what is... Vi- is, is it Vishon or is it Vaishon? I don't know. Vaish- I'm just assuming it's Vishon. You know, and and him just like sitting there, Sean or something. Yeah. <laughs> and like, how did I get on Black Twitter? It's I don't remember logging in. Oh, it's just regular Twitter, but black, I don't understand. Exactly. Like his just reaction <laughs> and just. And I want someone to explain to him. No, 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 no. This means they love you. This exactly. means they love you. You have now and, you yes. And, and don't ask about cookout because we're gonna beat your ass. There, there, there is no cookout. We're not doing it. No, we, there, not there's doing no cookout, and, and there's no red cups. But we, but we, but we appreciate you, and we love exactly. that. Exactly, love that's that. the whole thing. I tell people all the time, man. Yo, y'all need to stop worshiping these people for real because no, because <laughs> the next people, week something gonna happen. Something gonna happen every time you like something. Well, it's funny because like I remember, and we, we were talking about this earlier before you started recording, like um, the whole thing that happened with Josh Whedon. I know mm-hmm. people that were like super Josh Sweden fans. He couldn't do no wrong. He couldn't say nothing that was bad. He couldn't put out a bad thing. Everybody was such big fans. Oh, just and I'm wait. Like, just, just wait. And like mm-hmm. I said before, these 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 motherfuckers tell on themselves after a while. And I'm just sitting there looking at all this stuff coming out. And trust me, I loved Buffy and Angel as much as the next person. I love yeah. um Firefly, just as much as the next person. Mm-hmm. You see all this stuff happening, and I'm just sitting there laughing at him, like, "Ah, you suck as a human." But Dude, then yeah. people are sitting out here, like, "Oh, I can't believe this!" Is, like, stop worshiping, stop worshiping. You can, because like, you, you can love someone's work. You can love someone's work, but the moment you you separate the 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 work from the from the artist or whatever, but even that, that's a far stretch. I mean, I know people. Yeah, I I when, when the whole R. Kelly thing happened, people was like. Man, you know it's messed up what he did, but I'm still going to listen to his music anyway. And but now, like, look, even I don't. That argument is is ridiculous to me. But it's like even listening to his music now, and you listen to the lyrics. Thank I can you. Never Thank do you. That. Thank you. I because can't you just see listen it. to this because you, you see it. And you're like, no. So like, it just becomes mm-hmm. that thing. It's just it. It you enjoyed it for the time that it came out. Right. Exactly. You are going to enjoy better things in life. That is what mm-hmm. you call progression. That is what you call growing up. That is what you call growing as a human being. So yes. you don't have to hold on to that thing because if that person was a piece of shit, they're a piece of shit. Like you can't, you can't change the history of that. Like that's I mean, not, for real. You know, but and and Josh, like um uh, uh Charisma Carpenter had told on him a while ago yeah. after Angel. Like it was, I think it was like during like a San Diego Comic Con panel. She wasn't yeah. she didn't say, but she said. 
the whole thing that happened when she was pregnant. And I was like, oh, that's and then I thought he had, you know, again, grown as a person, changed, evolved because he started getting this work. Like I was never like, a, you know, like rushing to, you know, be, you know, to see any of his, his, his stuff. But his stuff is cool. Like, I don't know if I could watch Buffy now because it's dated. So I don't know how I would feel about some of the stuff, but, you know, but just the work yeah. at that time, like you dig it. Firefly is still funny as hell. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just great stuff. And then the when you hear this. Came, yeah, you hear this stuff. I mean, like, I, I was hearing um, off the chain things about him even before this whole thing came out. Look, <clears throat> I believe that the first time when Ray Fisher came out and said all the stuff about Justice League and him when they were doing the reshoots, I believe. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll tell you this. Working mm-hmm. at a bar, I've worked, I've worked at, at, at bars for about almost 15 years of my life. I will tell you some of the things that a lot of these people be saying um, that like, you know, like I'll see white boys come in at that have major positions in, in huge offices and, and um, that work in the entertainment business and everything else. I see the way they treat people when they're at the bar and they get drunk. So when I hear about these allegations that yep. come out against them, I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because when I see somebody gets drunk or gets high on coke and does all the crazy things that they do, it says, I can only imagine when you're sober. The only reason why you're doing this right now is because you're inebriated and you have no filter. But exactly. all that microaggression, passive aggressive nature, all that stuff, that's always present. That's You can't turn that off because that's you. That's your true Thank nature. You. So exactly. like I, when I hear these things, I'm like, not surprising to me at all. That's the reason why I don't like it. I'll sit there and say, oh, yeah, this creator is pretty cool. And some shit comes out like, not surprised. Yeah. It's just because they're because, like I said earlier, humans going to human. Exactly. And if you are, you know, a bag of shit, eventually that smell going to come out and everybody going to go. Hey, look, there's a bag of shit in the corner. Nobody (laughs) like we didn't know it until we saw it and and smelled it. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it is. Exactly. Unfortunately. Um. All right, so let's talk about um, anime. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there's so much anime from like, you know, and especially with all the streaming services now, like you can have all the old anime that you maybe used to watch. Like I've been watching Ronin Warriors on Amazon Prime. That's why I've been on Amazon yeah. Prime so damn much. Right, right, right. But we were talking about um, like just anime, like study, like studying alone, like we could do like a, probably a, a three hour episode <laughs> of studying alone. But some of the animes that you're watching right now, one that you brought up especially is one that I'm digging a lot because it's a newer one, mm-hmm. which is uh, um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I think I, I started watching it after God of High School because God of High School was what I started watching that was new, and I love God right. of High School. I absolutely yeah, love God, it. God of High School is great. Yeah, that opening theme is my ringtone. Contradiction. Yep. Yes. Give it to me. Yeah. I love it all. Then I saw this, and I, I saw people talking about it beforehand, because I want to say when it pops up on HBO Max Crunchyroll, I think it's like a day or two after it pops up on just regular Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. I think. I'm not no, really it's, sure. usually, it's usually, I, I think they're, they're very well in sync now. Because, oh, um, are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's usually like right after it airs, because I think they they already uh, do the the what you call it the um subtitles oh yeah yes, yes. you like like right before like i think they're doing those as as they're they're putting them up in japan and then they're they have them on the ready 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's usually right after it airs. Um, yeah, I mean, see, I, I, I'm such a huge fan when it comes to a lot of that stuff where I heard of Jujutsu Kaisen before it came out um, mm-hmm. because so many people were heavily into the manga. And there oh, was okay. an announcement that Studio Mappa was picking it up. And Studio Mappa, they're the same people who's doing um, Attack on Titan now. Mm. Um, they've got a couple of things under their belt. They've done a lot of really awesome animes. But people were like, oh, Mappa's picking this up. Oh, it's, it's a wrap. So I remember um, a lot of the animators that I follow because... See, it's a funny thing is a lot of people, and, and I find this between is something we were talking about before, like Facebook, how much it sucks. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> something I find, I mean, I it's tell not a people, lot. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Some, something I find that you know people are afraid to go on Twitter, and I'm like, I found the best things on Twitter. Like I don't understand a lot of the animators that work on the shows that we like, like mm-hmm. um, you know, everything. Um, this other anime that I watch, uh, Wonder Egg. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, even with the new Psychopaths, there's a new movie that's getting ready to drop um, okay. this month for it. Um, I follow the actual animators on Twitter and that work on the show. And they post things, you know, usually after every, every episode um, airs, they'll share their, what they call Genga, which is like their hand-drawn animated scenes. Like before it oh, wow. goes to color, before it goes to compositing, anything else, they'll, they'll share their hand-drawn uh, scenes. And mm-hmm. they'll be like, yeah, I worked on this episode, and they'll show the animation they did for it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Yo, this is amazing. And this, you, you don't get this kind of access on, <laughs> on Facebook. But I don't well, know why I mean, people are so afraid of Twitter, because it's like, you know, because why? If you say something stupid, you're going to get dragged. That's, that's, that's probably that's life. Yeah. That's life. That's like, if you say some dumb shit, you're going to get the consequence for it. So just mm-hmm. so don't say dumb shit. Um, it's, yeah, so, like, when I watched those, that's how I knew Jujutsu Kaisen was going to come out, because a lot of the people that I were following were working on the show and saying how much fun that they have on it, and they couldn't really share anything because they were working on it at the time, but when the shit dropped, it was like, they were like, yeah, all these scenes, and this, and you've seen it, so you've seen these fight scenes and how intricate and crazy detailed they are. Yes, which they are. And you, you, you see, like, the, the keyframes from it, and you're just like, Holy crap. This is like, and this is the reason why I, I, I tend to say like, there is no reason why, you know, American animators can't put out this, this amount of work, which they are, they do put out, you know, there's a decent amount of work, but it's like, I've seen only a few shows like from here that have done like that kind of quality stuff. Like I watched, um, I haven't watched the full thing, but Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one that I love a lot because it's, they literally mm. used Studio Trigger as their platform. They were like, we're going Studio Trigger route. We're going to do all the over the top stuff. We're going to study everything that they've ever done. We're going to hook this up. And they, it shows in everything that they do. It, like everything is like they studied nothing but like Diebuster 2, Gurren Lagan, and Kill mm. la Kill. And then yes. they put together Rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you know, and um, and it's funny for me because, like I said before, like I, you know, I don't collect comics as much as I used to. I collect art books, so I have a crap ton of groundwork books from a lot of the Studio Trigger stuff. So when I was watching some of Rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I was like, I know that scene. I know where they got the inspiration from. So I go to the books. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, but um, 
yeah, it's just so much amazing stuff. And usually I, I tend to gravitate towards an anime based on the studio that I, I know and love that if I hear that they're working on a new anime, I'll, I'll check it out because I know it's going to be something pretty dope. Um, one manga that I've been, I've been, I started reading a few months ago, which is uh, Chainsaw Man, um, just got announced that it's going to be turned into an anime in Studio Mappa, the same dudes who are doing um, Jujutsu Kaisen and the new Attack on Titan mm -hmm. um, season this out. They're doing this one. They're doing Chainsaw Man. So that sounds I'm familiar for some reason. Like I know I haven't read it, but that sounds familiar. Yeah, you've probably seen it. It's it's mm. the most over the top, ridiculous like thing that you can ever see. It's like uh, it's exactly what the title says. It's chainsaw, chainsaw man. man. He's, yeah. yeah, he's chainsaw man. He grows <laughs> a chainsaw out of his head, and he's got chainsaw hands, and that's what it is. He's got I mean, a little rotor that he'll thing, and then the chainsaws come on, and that's it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So I'm gonna have to be on the lookout for that one too. All yeah, right, cool. yeah. But, look for that one. That one's gonna be dope. Oh uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed the, like going back into anime and, and like trying to like not really knowing a lot, but just diving back mm -hmm. in and going oh like I've like between Hulu, um, HBO Max or or Crunchyroll, Fun uh, Funimation I I don't have, um, Amazon and Netflix Netflix which is doing a tremendous amount of. Mm -hmm of anime which i'm enjoying um i right. just watched uh, uh uh pacific rim the black which i enjoyed a lot that was good yeah i enjoyed it more than pacific rim too mm, well i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> which yeah like this is where they should have went with the story in pacific rim too but you know what have you um like i if someone was just all right say somebody's just starting out in anime and they're like okay give me three animes to 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 start with they could be new or old what have you and they're not giving you any type of criteria they're just like you know give me three to start out with what three would you go with all right now i'll, I'll pick three from each no and it's interesting you say that because the thing that i love about anime is the diversity and storytelling that they have yes um, there's something for everybody honestly yeah. there's something for everybody I would go for for starters. Mm -hmm. I would go with um, uh, "Welcome to Ballroom." Okay, I don't know if you ever seen "Welcome to Ballroom." It's no, literally an anime about ballroom dancing, and it's one of my favorites. Really? And it, which is such a far stretch from the stuff that I usually watch, but it was um, done by the same studio that did "Yuri on Ice." Oh, 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 all right, all yeah. right. And it's about a kid that, you know, who comes from a broken home, his dad's an alcoholic, and he he finds, he just, he just doesn't do good at anything. And he found ballroom dancing to be, like he just happened to stumble across this thing. He was, he, was, uh, he had a crush on a girl um, and found out the girl was into ballroom dancing and he happened to see the, the little place that she trains at. And mm -hmm. then the dude, and then the dude that instructs her, which I call the ballroom dancing version of All Might, comes out of nowhere and like <laughs> <laughs> takes him on as like the student. So he's like the Midoriya of of uh, ballroom dancing, and all teaches right. him all the moves. Now, here's the thing that's very interesting about the anime is that it tells a story about a group of kids doing this stuff, and then it also 
so very well animated and it pays attention to the actual sport, the actual uh, thing of ballroom dancing. Like everything that they're doing in there, they go into different styles of uh, dance competitions, which is amazing. And the reason so why that I, detail and that yeah. so that detail and, and studying. All right, cool. Exactly, and 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 you, it, it's not just the detail of of the, the practice of ballroom dancing as a competition, but it's how the writer uh, tells the story and how the animators actually take that story and bring it to life, so you can see how it's being portrayed to you visually. It's it's so good. Mm. Um, it, it was it was good. Like I I got into it because I remember one of the guys that I was following on Twitter who was an animator on one show and then was talking about how he worked on um, Welcome to Ballroom and I was looking at some of the Genga from it and I was like, this is insane! Like this animation is crazy. These dance scenes are just just top notch, and it takes a lot for you not to do. The, you animate a fight scene. Anybody can animate kicks and punches, but to animate two people dancing the tango is like exactly. and they do it in such a cinematic way where you're like holy crap this is all hand drawn so i would say if somebody wants to see the art of it you'd watch welcome to ballroom um the other one that i would say on a totally different tip would be hockenden legend of the eight Le legend of the nine i think it's legend of the nine dog warriors yeah, I think it's the Nine Dog Warriors. It's an old school um, anime anthology mm -hmm. that basically talks about these legendary samurai mm -hmm. that existed, I think, in um, the Edo, in the, during like, I, I don't think it's the Sengoku era. I, I, I'm not really that great on my Japanese history, but it takes place during, <laughs> samurai, during feudal Japan, basically. <laughs> and um, they're like the they're like the, the the offspring of a particular spirit. It was mm -hmm. like a weird pact that was made between this emperor and this dog. And it, it was it's just, it's just a crazy story, but it's filled with magic and all kinds of stuff and everything. But it's it's told um, over the course of, of like, I think uh, several episodes and each episode, there is an overall story arc, but it takes mm -hmm. place from all of these, um, samurai coming together as brothers because they're spiritual brothers they're not physical brothers but they're spiritual right. brothers because they were all born from the same deity and they come back together to fight this evil this this you know this evil emperor to come into japan i think i might and have this on yeah on a box it's set old school honestly. yeah it's a yeah you probably have it. i think it's, i got this from like suncoast video <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Oh shit. All right, yeah. It's it's really, really good. And the thing is, every episode is directed by a different animation animation director. Oh. And you can tell like this the differences between like they'll, they'll even shift between animation directors in one episode. One episode will have very simplistic storyline telling animation, the other one will be straight up action, another episode is nothing but story, and it you'll see it throughout the whole in this whole context. It's it's really, really good. Mm. Um and then the third, I guess, if I want to show something to somebody that's over the top crazy, I would introduce them to Gurren Lagann. Gurren Lagann to me, like in, in it, it, like everything about it is, um, it's just raw emotion. 
Mm -hmm. You can see it through the way that the characters are animated, the story is told, the beats of the story, um, everything about it is just really, really good when it comes to giving you that. When people say that, you know, you, you want to see a big mech anime, that's that's crazy. That has all the, you watch Garen Lager. Like that's one, like you would go right past uh, Gundam. Yes. Which I is would. known as like the, well, that and um, uh, the classic. Oh my God, what the hell? Um, Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. You can. You like can, those are like I, those classic, no, like mech. Right. Animals. I go past it. I, I go past those two. And it's not to say that those aren't good, it's just they deal with a whole different. Um, they deal with different issues. Like Gundam is very is highly political. Um, yes. yes. And and then when you look at something like um, Neon Genesis, it it goes to a whole aspect of you know existentialism and religion and all kinds of other stuff. Mm -hmm. Also with a huge amount of you know mental illness as well when you look at that. But the thing with Gurren Lagan is that it takes those same concepts of, you know, the bare base of politics, um, you know, the three class system or the two class system. And it takes the aspect of existentialism, you know, about knowing your place in the universe and it puts it together into one crazy story that is just so over the top and so playful. Mm -hmm. And yet passionate at the same time that you did, you just really get into it. So I would say during lockdown would be the third one that I would say. I mean, it, that that's for like, I would introduce those to somebody like just starting out. But if you want to go towards like a, I think some of my favorites, you know, that I that I indulge in a lot that I watch over and over again, especially a lot of uh, Satoshi Kon. Um, animations like Paranoia, Paranoia Agent, Paprika, um, Tokyo Godfathers, like stuff like mm -hmm. that. They all have different themes that deal with like <clears throat> the human psyche and spirit and just, you know, when you think about like something like uh, Paranoia Agent, I mean, that, that's another show altogether. I, I can go mm -hmm. on forever about that. Or that even one, like, it just, yeah. the opening alone freaks me out. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's laughing and smiling. That's on purpose. It gives that it is tells so you the, yeah. Yeah. freaky to me. I remember when mm -hmm. I started watching it when I was kind of new to, to anime like that. And it was on um uh it was Tsunami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On it, and I was watching and they're like, oh paranoid agent. And I, and they're showing everything else action-based, whatever. And I'm like, oh all right, cool. And I'm watching and I had no lights on, you know, because it's late at night, so I had no lights on. I'm watching in the dark, and I'm like, this opening. And I recently went back to go watch it, and the opening freaked me out too much. I was like, "Nah." Mm -hmm. Oh, I got another one it's for you. Have so you ever watched? Cool. Have you ever watched uh, Perfect Blue? No, but I've heard that one is just. It it will basically just take your mind. It just it's it's everything that'll so just mess you if up. If you if you look at, um, and that's also by Satoshi Kun too. Mm -hmm. he, he did all those. Uh, he's done a wide range of different. Um, different topics in his anime, um, mm -hmm. which is, is crazy because um, you watch Perfect Blue. And I find it funny that a lot of the movies that he worked on that he did were used as like the base for other movies that we all know now. Like yeah. Perfect Blue 
has, you know, um, the director of Requiem for a Dream. I don't know if you remember that movie. Mm -hmm. Basically used some of the scenes from Perfect Blue yep. as a homage to Satoshi Kon. And um, even in, in uh, Black Swan as well. Yes, that year. Yeah, because it's still like, um, like that actress, like yeah. that kind of vibe to you. Yep. Exactly. And then also um, Paprika was basically the foundation for movie for, for uh, oh, I can't remember the, the name of it. The other one that that um, the dude who did Tenet did. Um, um, the one with that, so that, that you go back, it was with Leonardo DiCaprio and the dreams and insurrect, uh, not insurrection. Um, in, 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 um, inception. Inception, yes, yeah, inception. In, inception yep. So you see a lot of that in like Paprika. It's basically the same concept. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I would say some of that too, if, if you really wanted to get into things that are not just super big fighting mechs and stuff like that or, yeah. or dragon ball if you ever want to tournament fighting and stuff like that yeah 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 you know like what you lot, normally of... think of when you think of anime you normally think of just right. those uh, but it has there's something forever i mean you can go as far as food wars i haven't oh, food watched wars it I love. Yeah, yeah but i, I know food. that it just is not if, if you're like oh yeah man just watch some dragon ball z i heard food wars is good it's not going to be the same. It's not. Yeah, one of these yeah. things is not like the other. But go ahead. No, exactly. Do you, exactly. brother? Do you? Even Do we you? were talking about. Um, <laughs> we were talking about fate the other, the other, uh, right before it's, the whole thing, before we started recording. Fate, fate is, is great, ridiculous. But there is a shoot-off series from Fate. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's it's about because you remember in Fate Stay Night, the main character who ends up becoming Archer later on when he's an adult. I don't know if yes. you remember that. Mm -hmm. um, remember he used to love to cook for Saber and everybody all the time oh my god they did a whole anime i think it's only a few episodes it's gotta be like something like five episodes of him just cooking for them and it's like this this little slice of life story during the holy grail Ooh. war where you have like him making all of these authentic japanese dishes and like the animation and the detail to him cooking is so amazing just like you see in food wars but it's like it, they they only did a few episodes of it. I'm gonna see if I can find it and see if I could uh, send you the title for it because it's I, literally cause a shoot off. Because <clears throat> I think I've watched the first three Fate series. Yeah, I want to say because they're just so it. This is this the whole so idea yeah. and the Grail and the fact that they don't say who these historical figures are, but you can look it up and go, "This is who this person is." Exactly. And I and how dark it can be. But mm -hmm. how beautiful it can be as well. Like um, the character who was like, um, well, uh, you can just call me Bluebeard. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I didn't really know anything about Bluebeard. And I started looking up the stuff. And then like when, when, when I was looking up the characters and seeing who they're based on, then looking on, looking at the person who they're based on, and I'm like, oh, my God. And one of the, what was it? Um, was it Caster in Fate Zero, the first series? Yeah, Fate Zero, who, yeah was like a, a child murderer i want to say yeah yeah i think i forgot what they did the um what what historical figure that was and i was see, like wait what i, I love whoa. yeah i love what they do with that like even the gender bending i love i love yeah the, oh, they made, yes they made they made king yes. arthur into a woman i was just like wait yeah this is crazy um yeah that they was even have, awesome in the, in the new one in fate granddaughter they have this really cute sexy girl who's like leonardo um da vinci and i'm just like wait what 
what's going yeah, on? It, it's, it's, so, just, it's insane. I love it. It's it is so great to have something like that. It's so different that, mix, yeah. again, mixes genres. But then you get these great fights. And they're like fights where everybody's coming out of everywhere. Not like oh, yeah. these big, great fights. But there are these one-on-one fights. And like like you were saying before, the, the art direction, the choreography of it. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I love when I see... This is something that I noticed when I started, when I started watching um, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Right. Was noticing the actual martial arts that were in there. Like you can actually yeah. see a move and go, oh my God, I've seen that move before. Or, or, or maybe you've done that move if you do martial arts and seeing them incorporated into there. And you know that the that they went and they they researched, they got people in, they looked, they, well, whatever they had to do um, was beautiful. Yeah, I can even tell you there's um, a black dude who was a martial arts um, expert that they got in to come and actually perform some of the scenes for the animators to actually animate to oh my for God. the production of Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot his name, but I can look it up for you. I think I saved it on my YouTube. Um, yeah, they did a whole special on him. He not only did Avatar, they kept him, he, he was their martial arts consultant, um, even up to um, Korra. Oh, he wow. would do all the scenes and the animators would sketch them all out. The storyboard, storyboard artists would sketch them all out and then, you know, basically take what they do and then add their little exaggeration to it and, you mm-hmm. know, to, you know, just to make the scenes look a little bit more cinematic. But yeah, it was, they had, they paid a lot of attention to detail. In fact, yes. like even, he even performed all the, the um, steps that you see them do in the, in the beginning intro. Of all the different styles of oh, earth, the, all, air, all the bending and such, wow. yeah, he he choreographed that him, himself. He did the whole thing and they they animated to what he did. Because even those, so, like if you watch yeah. it, like you can see that those are like actual like martial arts, like lakatas and such, like that doing. It. And it's yep. like that's what used to get me about. So I started when I started watching more anime, and I was like, oh, watching the scenes, but watching Fate and watching Lancer, who was my favorite. I love yeah. Lancer. This, yeah, everybody loves Lancer let's just the pole work and doing that and and the spear and then mm-hmm. when you get into weapons it's beautiful and that when you have hand to hand and actually seeing the hands together in the animation it's right like my favorite i think my, my favorite of the whole um uh <clears throat> fake series i think is is gilgamesh every time gilgamesh comes yeah, through, like gilgamesh that's a, dude. that's a dude then you you need to check out fate granddaughter because the thing about Fate Granddaughter is it's still Gilgamesh from the Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night, mm-hmm. but it's before he becomes a heroic spirit. They travel back to Babylonia and everything, and they hook it up. But um, well, I definitely got to check that out. You definitely got to check it out. Even grace us with this time, man. Like, like, like I said, there's a lot, lot that we could go through. You got to oh, do your thing. No, you know, things have to happen, brother. But thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for, for having me and even thinking about doing this. It's, 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 it means a lot, man. Thank Brother, you so much. Uh, awesome. This is the man behind Bounce. This is the man behind Triborough Tales, which is <laughs> way, don't watch Friends, read Triborough Tales. <laughs> and then watch Living Single. <laughs> uh, Dread X Society, DSX. This man is this man is chuck collins that's all i can say thank you man really appreciate it dude thank you for spending time with us everyone enjoy the rest of your day as always do the best you can with what you got because it's all you get all right you have a good one enjoy the rest of your day folks peace 
All right, man.